Before we get into today's game scoop, let's take a moment for a shout out to our sponsor, Squarespace. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create an awesome website, connect with your audience, and sell anything all in one place, all on your terms. With Squarespace, you can easily sell custom merch and create a passive income stream. You design your products, and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. You can sell your products in an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Use insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits and sales are coming from, and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on top keywords or most popular products. Ready to get started? Head over to squarespace.com gamescoop for a free trial. And when it's showtime, use our special promo code gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week are Sam Claiborne. Reporting for duty. Justin Davis. Scoop. And Colin Stevens has returned to us. Welcome. Hey, gamers. And we've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about the games that are still expected this year. They haven't been delayed. They haven't gotten a delay, but they don't have a release date yet. There's uh, some interesting ones in the mix there. We'll talk about some news updates this week, like the PlayStation Plus games for October, and a sequel to a classic arcade game that... This guy is excited for maybe no one else. Ooh. But first, let's share what we've been playing. I'll go first. In addition to Return to Monkey Island, which I'm still playing, I've been playing a game called Jack Move. Is anyone familiar with this one? It's new. No. Okay. Let me uh, explain the the daminess of Jack Move. It's the gameplay. It's a very very classic traditional. Japanese RPG, although I think the developer is uh, in the UK or Europe, but Japanese RPG, walk around an overworld, get into random battles that are turn-based. You have, uh, you know, attacks, magic, magic in quotes, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Use items to heal yourself. But the setting is cyberpunk. The visual style is pixel art, and it is amazing. Some of the absolute best pixel art of the year. And then to top it all off, it has a great, like, synthwave soundtrack, uh, and even its own, like, uh, victory theme just like final fantasy does that's really catchy so the jack oh whoa that was so dramatic whoa <laughs> freeze frame whoa <laughs> <laughs> this is for the oh, we lose me yep yeah yes well he's coming back you're coming back you're back yeah. now so yeah. i was gonna ask is the jack in this scenario like jacking into the internet yes Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's very cyberpunky. It's all about yeah, uh, using you know, hacking into things, uh, cyberware, cyber powers, that sort of thing. Cool. Um, yeah, it's great. It's it's just it's very it's it's fairly new. I think it's just a week or two old, and I've been super enjoying it. Did you play Damon? Did you play CrossCode ever? No, but I know the game you're talking about. And actually, I think you and I maybe like checked that out when we were yeah we did uh, when we were doing playing our game. It's fun to check out games on Steam. Yep, that's right. We did. I forgot about that. Um, this I don't know if it plays like it at all. I'm just looking at Jack Move on Steam, and it's got a similar vibe, at least. Maybe, maybe not in gameplay. And you have to, you have to really see the pixel art in motion to appreciate it. It's great. It's really, really mm-hmm. stunning. And it's out. I think it's out on everything right now. I'm playing it on Xbox. 
Sam, what say you? I know you're getting ready for a trip. Maybe you haven't been had time. No, I have, I have a good one, <clears throat> but I'm going to do a reconnect real quick just because okay. it looks like I'm lagging. Okay, then we'll go one to second. Colin. Yes. Um, so I just beat Tunic, which uh, is an incredible game. Yeah. Um, and it, everyone talks about the, the whole um, booklet guide that you collect the pages of throughout the game. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it really is what sets it apart from everything else. And it's extremely unique and creative and interesting. And it's just, it's, it's wild how you'll be a few hours into that game. And then the booklet will teach you something that you could have done from the beginning, but had no Hell idea. Yeah. yeah. And then you just suddenly could have like, Golden pathed it, which is a, a very specific thing in this game. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and, you know, the next time you want to play through the game, you can do it that way. And it's just like, it's so wild and there's so many layers to it. And, you know, I, I made sure that I didn't use a guide throughout the entirety of the main game. Um, but then I decided to sort of look some stuff up because there's a lot of, mm -hmm. it's not even quite post-game content, but additional stuff. Mm -hmm. If you want to get the, the good ending, you have to do all this stuff. And the game designer, of which is like one primary designer, is crazy. He is a crazy <laughs> person. There's there's so much going on. The whole golden path thing, the the golden uh, cross, I think they call it. Like all of these little things, and how there's just things hidden throughout the entirety of the booklet that are like absolutely um, essential to like get the secret ending and everything is crazy. And then don't want to spoil anything, but if you do absolutely everything that the game has to offer, there's like a lot of like um, outside of the game stuff that you yeah, can Yeah, there's do. like an ARG it hands you to, hands you to yeah. basically. It's it's insane. Like it's it's um, so crazy to me. It makes sense why it took this guy so long to make this game now. You know the, uh, do, did you ever play The Witness? I did, it felt a lot like that to me. In well, ways. I mean, I, I think it's like a more obviously like, you know, Zelda action game and everything, but like just the fact that like the knowledge of, of how to solve puzzles mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. really the upgrade tools that you get in that yeah. game. And, yeah. you know, you could just walk through the witness, but like you spend so much time just learning how to like do each puzzle. And then that's yeah. what it is for Tunic too. It's so smart. It's it's so enemy cool. of game design like incorporate game design into the storytelling, into the teaching of you, teaching mm -hmm. you mechanics. Like there's no other media on earth that can do something that's that cool. And it really works with my brain. Yeah. And then right after I finished it, I, I, I was feeling really nostalgic for like a classic Dragon Quest game. Ooh. <laughs> um, and because I love Dragon Quest, I've played through all of the mainline entries. Um, and I have all the DS versions, which I understand are actually, you can sell for a lot of money nowadays. Um, and I almost started playing four and then I remembered that Dragon Quest XI special edition has an entire 2D mode. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be fascinating because I've played that entire game 3D. And so I decided to do that on the Switch. And it's a really interesting experience because it, it incorporates a lot of modern design into a 2D RPG that normally wouldn't quite have that design. Like there's side quests in this game, which is an extremely strange thing to do in a 2D RPG, but it works. And it, it also moves a lot faster than the 3D version. There's a lot less exploring in the towns because it's just not quite as much space to, that you have to cover. But everything that is in the 3D game is still there for you to do in some way, shape or form. And so it's like a much, it's like an expedited version of the game but you still get all the combat. Um, it's, it's random encounters instead of ones that you run into, which is interesting. Mm. Um, but it's just really interesting to see. And there's like a, the whole skill tree and everything is still there, which is also kind of odd to see in a 2D RPG. So it's just really interesting playing this because it feels like, you know, like a fully produced classic Dragon Quest game made in the modern era. And so I'm really excited to, to, finish, to finish it. I'm only probably like four hours in right now. Colin, did you or did anybody ever end up trying the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters, of which they are now through the full run now. You can get one through seven. Uh, I never did, because they're not Six, on the Switch. I mean, <laughs> no? Okay. Yeah. Just, I mean, yeah, they're, they're only just... on phones and Steam. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I never did either, I don't think. I mean, I was just looking up, because three, or sorry, six got d delayed until this year, mm -hmm. and you know, it came out and it's like a widescreen pixel remake of Final Fantasy VI, which is like obviously super appealing. And I'm super, I'm very, very curious about how it turned out. Mm -hmm. I really want to try it. Um, and then I want to play through Final Fantasy V, which I've never oh, I love played five. before. 
Oh, you've never played through five? Mm-mm. The job system's a lot of fun in that game. Um, I think if five had come to the West um, when it was supposed to, uh, I think it would be held in a lot higher regard than it is. Um, Its story is definitely like a downgrade from four and isn't as good as six, but um, like pound for pound, the gameplay and like the underlying systems are really fun in that game. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I need systems to draw me into those games more than story and graphics, which would have back then. Um, but now those those things are dated, right? And so mm. a good system would draw me in. Mm. Okay, Justin, what are you playing? Dude, not much. So I was I was out of town. We went camping, um, which oh, was wow. great, although it's very cold. Um, mm. So that part was not so great. I was out of town, and then I've been too busy with real-life stuff to play too much. Um, I've been getting a lot of... So I haven't got back to... I, I think I said last week, I was right at the end of um, Outer Worlds, and I'm still mm-hmm. you know, I'm still there, kind of right at the end game of that. Been doing a lot of iPad gaming, been playing a lot of Battle Cats, been playing a lot of a game called Days Gone By, and just sort of like... Sometimes I like to just kill time in like basically a grindy mobile game and, you know, something that like is just kind of can be your lifestyle for a few weeks. And, you know, Battle Cats and Days Gone By are two that I've been spending time with lately. Mm. I've been playing a browser game called Dodeca Dragons. Mm. That one's pretty cool. <laughs> I got Magic Dragons now and Elder Dragons. And it's just sort of a game that you play in your browser that, that you know, is sort of text based. That's been fun. But nothing... um Nothing very flashy or interesting to share. I saw that Shovel Knight Dig launched into Apple Arcade. I did play Shovel Knight Dig. Dude, I already forgot about it. Um, (laughs) I I played it for a whole evening the day it came out. It's really cool. Um, I would not recommend playing on a touchscreen. That's what I was going to say. It's like it's tempting to be able to play it at no additional charge, but I think I'd rather play it on Switch. Although you can, um, so you can download it onto your Apple TV um, or onto your iPad, and then you can Bluetooth any controller. So, you know, an Xbox or PS5 controller. I played a lot of Apple Arcade games just with a with my PS5 controller hooked up via Bluetooth. And I just, I haven't done that for this one yet, but it's not, you know, it's not a pain. Very easy and seamless to do. Um, and it was really, really good and fun. Oh, the game, Shovel Knight Dig, is made by Nitrum, if you remember them. Um, they were... Oh gosh, I'm trying to think about what they're most well known for, but they made like 30 or 40 really gorgeous pixel art. I mean, games kind of like Shovel Knight Dig, and that's their reputation. And um, I didn't realize that they were the developer of this one until, you know, mm-hmm. until I saw their logo on the splash screen. So outsourced by Yacht Club while they're working on what Mina the Hollower, right? Yeah, or I don't know if outsourced. I think that they just, you know, they're allowing other companies to make Shovel Knight games. I don't know that Yacht Club made the puzzle one either. Maybe they did. Mina the Hollower, y'all. Woo! Yeah. Like, just like total Link's Awakening style puzzle, you know, adventure action game. We have a big preview up on IGN today. Check it out. It's oh, really, really, really cool. I didn't yeah. even see that. Mm-hmm. All right, Sam, what have you been playing? I uh, so I I wanted to try the flash in the pan that was trombone champ last week, <laughs> so uh, hooked that up. Um, I did it on the Steam Deck, and um, the Steam Deck. Well, first of all, the, why you know uh, you saw a lot of uh, funny videos about trombone champ last week was was mi- actually multifold, but one of the reasons is because it's like an impossible game to like get your pitches <laughs> right, and be- and part of that is because of the control scheme. Which is like I think it defaults to mouse, like it's your pitch up and down, and then you know a, a key or another button on the mouse uh, uh, is basically your blow or not to blow. And <laughs> so uh, when you do it on the Steam Deck, I was like, I I'm always confused about what the Steam Deck's going to do for controls, unless the game is kind of made for Steam Deck. And you know, you turn it on, and like, what's really funny about that game is that like somehow it's just already attuned to have like perfect touchscreen controls, which means like you can sound pretty good in it, like mm-hmm. right off the start. So it's like, it's not as funny. So I had to basically uh, demake it for the people, my friends over that were like trying it out and playing it and stuff. And I'm like, like, don't use a touchscreen. Use, use this upside. It also defaults XY inverted because I don't know <clears> trombones. <throat> I don't know why. So just had to, had to kind of switch it to that to get the, the full chuckles out of it, so to speak. Mm. Yeah. But, um, you know, not, not a like, game I'm going to go play forever, but I'm really happy that we had our little draw something of the year. So you're saying it's one of the few games that's actually more fun if you're worse at it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's definitely more shareable <laughs> if you're worse at it. I mean, that's, 
that's that's really what that game was. And um, but but okay, let me. That game is polished and charming and has layers to it. It is not just like a Guitar Hero right. knockoff. It is a parody of other things. It has a lot of really funny little moments and uh, dialogue and trombone facts and stuff in it. It's a labor of love. And I do like reading the the interviews and the kind of posts from the, the single human that made that game. He's like, I would really like to do all these things you all are asking for, but like, there's just no way that's going to happen. And like now I'm thinking like, I wonder, you know, I hope, I hope there was a, a lot of monetary benefit to having a hit game for a week. Um, yeah. But also like, I don't think that game is going to have the kind of the, the, the I don't know if it's going to be a career <laughs> like uh, I don't know, fall guys or whatever. Right. Mm. You don't think it's a flappy bird? Flappy bird. It, what happened? What happened? Wasn't there like a tragic ending to the flappy bird? Maybe yeah, the bird died. Forever? He had a little bit of a meltdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm not trying to be insensitive. Like it was sort of a situation. And then you removed the game. Like you can't download it, removed it from the app store and yeah, sort of like felt very crushed by like mm-hmm. the pressure. But then I, you know, I, I know that that's not like the end of the story. Eventually he like, kind of came back and put Flappy Bird back on the iOS and Android app store. But as far as I know, he's not still out there making games. Like (laughs) I hope he's just laying on a beach somewhere. Well, the Flappy Bird (laughs) legacy lives on because there's a Flappy Bird knockoff in the uh, arcade paradise on your handheld device in it. Just good. Okay. Yeah. Good shop offers fully customizable boxes of high quality meats and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Your tasty proteins are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness so you can stock your freezer and cook when you're ready. Choose from over 70 high quality cuts, 100% grass fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free range and organic chicken breasts, pork tenderloin and thick cut bacon just to name a few. They also offer sustainable and wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallops, shrimp, and more. My recent Good Chop box included a couple delicious, boneless, 10-ounce ribeye steaks. I also got some Alaskan sockeye salmon fillets that I baked in foil with lemon juice, garlic cloves, and a little parsley. And then there was the thick-cut bacon that I've been baking up for breakfast with my eggs. Saving me trips to the grocery store or butcher means I have more time for important things, like spending time with my family and, of course, playing video games. Go to goodchop.com slash gamescoop120 and use code gamescoop120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code gamescoop120 at goodchop.com slash gamescoop120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash gamescoop120, code gamescoop120. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Yeah. Okay, 10 game release dates we are still waiting for in 2022. Uh, let's go over these. First of all, a game release date we are not waiting for 2022 anymore is Skull and Bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> delayed delayed. for the fifth time. Uh, delayed one hour ago. Yeah. Delayed right before. We got breaking news right before mm-hmm. this recording. Is that actually the fifth delay? It's the, as, as far as we can yeah. tell. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yep. I mean, this is a game that's been in development almost 10 years now. Wow. And then sort of disappeared, and we thought maybe it had just been canceled quietly and was re-unveiled this summer, given a November 2022 release date, now delayed again. This time to March 9th, Mm -hmm. 2023. It dodged a bit of a cannonball, because it was supposed to come out the day before God of War, right? Yeah, except that God of War had that release date first, so... Yeah, that was that was very strange. You have to assume they already picked the release date and then just went ahead with it anyway. But it's just like the words are different. You can stop. (laughs) Very different games, you know. True. So does that leave us with zero Ubisoft games besides Rabbids? Yeah, besides I think besides Mario, which which, come on, that's a Nintendo game. Come on. (laughs) Well, first of all, Nintendo Nintendo has no games, so they're like (laughs) they they want to claim that one for their game this fall. Assassin's Creed got lots of games. I, There's uh, no Mirage. Screen. When does Mirage come out? That's next oh, year. Oh yeah, that's next year. year. Yeah, got it. 
Yeah, I think Mario Plus Rabbids is Ubisoft's only fall game. And as, as excited as I am for that, I don't think it's going to put up numbers like an Assassin's mm. Creed or a Far Cry would have. Um, so it's no. just, it's just leaves, it leaves Ubisoft's release window, for, especially for the fall, very wide open. Mm. I just can't so, believe it. Like, why, why, after all this time, if they weren't 100% sure they were going to be out in November, why not just, I don't know. It's crazy to me. Yeah. In the text of their announcement, they said that the game's finished too, which is an yeah, interesting just way to phrase it. Polish. Yeah. Um, is there? Uh, and they just did a bunch of like beta testing and stuff like that. Right? People been playing that game. Um, they said I didn't actually see the announcement. They said, "Oh, the game's done, but we're not we're not releasing it." That's what is that the video game version of like, "Oh, my girlfriend lives in another. She goes to a different school." <laughs> I think yeah. it's what you say when your publisher is like, isn't this game supposed to be done by now? You're like, technically it's done. <laughs> My uncle works at Nintendo. Yeah, it's done, except the parts of it that aren't. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, we, <laughs> uh, they were also supposed to have uh, Avatar, the video game, out in this year. And that one's got a sting, considering there's like already two Avatar movies this fall. Well, yeah, there's one, as of right now. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right, because they re-released the original. Yeah. Yeah. It's back, back at number one in the box office. Yeah. Back at number one. Um, we also got seeing, a lot of commentary about our Avatar discussion last week. Yeah, some people were... were it stung that we don't share their love for Avatar. Yeah, there was that angle, and then also just backing up Justin's memory of Avatar Mania. It was crazy. Was, again, again, I missed that. So it's like I did actually end up looking up that stuff, and it was like, wow. <laughs> It's like the whole nation was like hypnotized. And then like this spell, like the scales fell from our eyes. And it's like, once the spell was over, everyone just went back to their life. And they're like, Oh, that was weird. (laughs) Now let's never talk about avatar again. This is the biggest movie of all time. Colin, Colin, where do you come down on James Cameron's avatar? I thought you were just about to ask me where I came down on James Cameron. And I was like, as a person, yeah, he's, um, <laughs> uh, he's made incredible movies yeah. and Avatar is certainly not my favorite one of his movies. Um, I actually, I watched through his filmography, which obviously ends with Avatar recently. And you know, it's pretty good. It's, it's <laughs> pretty definitely good. a theatrical exper- experience. You watched them uh, all? Yeah. What's, what's, what's before? Okay. So aliens and T2 are his big movies, right? Yeah, but Terminator. Uh, and Titanic. And Terminator. And the first and Titanic. Terminator. No, no, no. Sorry. I'm I'm mentioning his good movies. So like if I had to rank <laughs> if I had to rank his movies, hold on everybody. Hold on. James Cameron has actually not directed that many movies. Okay. So yeah, I know. He started yeah. on Piranha 2, but even though he directed maybe three fourths of it, he That's left. That's Jaws knockoff. Yeah. Um yeah. okay. So he that doesn't doesn't really count. His first actual full-length uh, credit director directed film was The Terminator. Aliens, the Abyss, T two, and I would add the Abyss, Titanic, and Avatar. Damn, that's so good. So so it's a huge gap between Titanic and Avatar, and then an even bigger gap between Avatar and Avatar two. And I guess I like some great freaking films. Yeah, True Lies. The Abyss is the Abyss is weird, and it has a strange twist, but still pretty good. I like the Abyss. I know <laughs> I mean, this combo is making my heart hurt. Like I'm not, I guess I don't need to like carry water for James Cameron, but like the dude, the, it's like every single movie he's ever made. is like a total banger. Yeah. What about the Titanic? I mean, the Titanic's the banger, man, especially the last hour. Like, yeah. I don't like, that's not like a movie for me. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> so I was surprised how much, I can't believe we're returning this into a James Cameron <laughs> conversation, but uh, I can't believe how much I enjoyed Titanic because the last time I remember watching it was like on the two VHS set mm-hmm. as a kid. Yeah. And as a kid, it's hard to sit through the first like two hours of that movie because yeah. it's a romance on a boat. Yeah. Um, but it's a pretty solid romance movie, you know, with some good actors. And then the last hour, once the once the once boat the, yeah. hits the iceberg, it's yeah. insane, and it's the, 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 it's just slowly sinking. When it snaps in half, it's crazy. When the guy's body hits the propeller and yeah, makes yeah, that yeah. like boom yeah. sound, it's like that. Yeah. That movie is actually pretty great. Yeah, that's guy. my. I haven't. I mean, I haven't seen it in forever. That's my memory of it. Is that the last hour is great, and then the the first part. It's just James Cameron wow. has become more and more sentimental 
over the years. Like mm, the original yeah. Terminator is like a like a dirty, hard '80s sci-fi, super violent movie, and I love that for yeah. it. And then with T two, with like the stuff, you know, his thumb going down in the lava, he starts to get a little <laughs> bit more sentimental. And then yeah, the first two hours of like, don't let's not forget. I'm the king of the world. It's pretty cheesy. Yeah. As, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, just, like, he's softened a lot over the years. I think the, the thing that I wrestle with though, is like, no, like, no, I'm not excited about avatar Two. not interested in it. I think that movie's <laughs> moment is past, but James Cameron made the biggest movie on earth twice. Like I mean, yeah. no one else has ever done that. Like bet against him at your peril. And that's the thing that I have trouble like reconciling with. Like, and he's going to do five more avatars now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what he's gonna do for the rest of his career. But probably. here's here's and my submarine, thing: submarines and avatars. The yeah. two sequels that he's made are some of the very few sequels that, by many people, are considered to be as good or as better than the originals. Sure. Which is Aliens, um, which sure. I prefer Alien, but Aliens is still incredible, and Terminator Two, which is such a good movie. Mm-hmm. And so he knows how to do sequels. So that's the one thing that's like really making me think, like, okay, I mean, unless maybe, he takes out all the Jim blue Cameron things, I don't think it's gonna matter. <laughs> We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But I um, think he, he could pull it off. Come with me uh, if you want to live. <laughs> I think uh, that was a really good segment of what you've been Jameson, which is what we've been doing. <laughs> two weeks in a row. James or Jameson? Uh, sorry that I dragged us so far off course with that. Good, good. Okay, anyway. We were talking about 10 game release dates we're still waiting oh, okay. for in 2022. Yeah. Well, we have to watch the- movies while we're waiting for them. <laughs> Inside, we have to watch movies while we're waiting for them. Here's one. Uh, the the next-gen update for The Witcher 3. Oh, yeah. It's still supposed to be out in Q4. So oh. we've got three months left, think- but we, you don't think it's going to make it? No. Uh, CD Projekt's on a high right now because of the resurgence of Cyberpunk. <clears throat> Cyberpunk's back, baby. Well-deserved. True. 20 million. Yeah, that's crazy, and the positivity around that game is is cool right now. And from what I understand, well deserved. And um, I really want to play even the little bits of new content. So I, I got to figure this out. I don't have a save on consoles. All I want to do is play that on mm. consoles now. Mm. I mean, well, very. You know, once it gets big DLC, if you critical path that game, it's short as hell. Like everything, yeah. like the whole game is side quests. Um, you don't need so. to grind or anything because nope. the game Not just really, kind of no. rubber bands you, right? Yeah, well, yeah, or just, you know, knock it down to easy and get to where you need to get. Yeah, okay. Um, when I when ahead. I first played that game, I played it on my PS5, but it was the PS4 version. Yeah. And it hard crashed on me 10 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the 10th time was actually during the credits, which just felt really <laughs> fitting. Yeah. Um, but I, I figured out it would crash on me the most when I was riding a motorcycle or a car through the city really fast. Mm. Um, and so... I had to actively not travel quickly while going through the game to make it not crash. <laughs> and so I'm very interested to play the game now that it's like much more stable. Gotta go uh, slow. Do you, but it's, do you, it's really... Yeah. What about in like car chases? <laughs> You're like, I just the, can't the, No, that, that was one that like crashed on me three times. Oh. I think there's only a couple of like mandatory car chases. But yeah, there Stella Chung, um, uh, who works at IGN and is on podcast uh, Unlocked, um, she restarted the game and like the opening cutscene, which apparently uses in-game models and everything, mm-hmm. immediately there's someone who goes by on a motorcycle who's just T-posing. <laughs> it's just like, oh man, that is like, it's funny that that's still happening, but at least it's not a game. That's one of the earliest images I saw of bugs in that game was the T-pose on a scooter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you have to think, like, why is that in there? I guess when they're, like, creating the character models, it's kind of like the mm-hmm. Da Vinci. Exactly. Impose that they're, like, yeah. designing it that way, I guess. Yeah. Did you did you all see um, uh, Rebecca's article on GTA or, uh, you know, other people that are that had, like, they just shared their early design stuff. Yeah. Just like mm-hmm. the GTA League. Yeah. So she, yeah. one of the things in that was a character in a game. It was, it was an indie game, so I, and I can't remember the name of it. But it was like a character, they're, they're, they're modeling a character who would do a, a somersault and then uh, and throw their jacket up into like a ring, like in the background. So, and they got, there was a human in real life that they basically like rotoscoped to do this. Uh, it was like an amazing move. Like imagine somebody somersaulting and throwing their jacket off at the same time and then it, hits, it ends up on a hook, right? Like, like in your house. So it, the character does that. But to do that in the game, it's, it's, it's the character model doing the somersault and then a character model in the jacket that's squished to like like a thin like spaghetti gumby, and then yeah. it it has to be manipulated to do the jacket tumble and the jacket hang up. 
And so like, that's where you realize that like, <laughs> oh, all of these characters are just like, basically a, a code is telling the, the T model or something like that. And it's yeah. different for a lot of different engines, right? But it's telling it to like do all the stuff. So if the code does not tell it to do some things, like the default is hilarious. It's like every, those eyeballs floating in space. Every video game is a miracle that they exist <laughs> at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's well, all a series of hacks, you know? So it's yep. like, you can see yeah. like, oh, this clever fix, need, that's why QA is so important. It's like, oh, we did a clever fix on top of a clever <clears throat> fix on top of a clever, it's clever fixes all the way down basically. And like that doesn't hold up well. And you know what else yeah. is like that? Website design. Yeah, and that's like why, like you, you know, <laughs> someone like moves a boulder, and then like you can't fire guns in the game anymore. <laughs> and it's like it's like it's ridiculous. Anyway, The Witcher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're at three out of ten I, games. <laughs> Very recently, CD Projekt was saying it's still on track for Q4 release this year. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's I'm good excited. News. I'm excited for that on the PS5 because I actually. I bought it for PS4 and I had a really hard time getting into it. Mm, um, cause once you, once you get into the sort of big area relatively mm-hmm. yes. early on in the That's game, important. it was so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just somewhere in my life where I was just like, you know what? I don't need this right now. So I, would, I, I have a recommendation for anybody playing Witcher. There's, it is overwhelming. There's so much stuff to do. One thing you can do in that game is just hunt monsters and mm-hmm. you go to a village and you take this little like thing off their sign. They're like, so that happened to my cows. And then you just go figure out what happened. And sometimes you're like, yeah. you have a conversation with the monster. You're like, hey, what eating these cows? They're like, but humans do it. They're like, yeah, but they own the cows. And then you explain like economic theory to this human <laughs> antler beast. I love it. And like, and like, you can just do that because that's what a witcher should be doing, right? Yeah. So the game built the job class in so well that I just have tremendous respect for that. And when I was reading witcher books, I'm like, yeah, there's like it's two short story collections. I'm like, these are really cool because usually the Witcher is just going to be like, that was a vampire. I solved your problem. You know, <laughs> like I like that stuff. And then when it gets into like the wars and stuff, it just goes seven books on. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So the Witcher 3, next gen version. We'll see. Uh, there's another one. It's a little bit controversial. It was supposed to be out last year, but in November, in November of last year, Six Days in Fallujah was delayed to 2022. I don't think I don't know if there's been any updates since then. Just kind of which hovering in and of itself was a canceled game from a while ago. From a long time ago. Well, yeah, yeah. but it's not. I mean, you know, it was like 20 years ago. Like, it's not like they're they're bringing back that maybe 15. Yeah. 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 Originally, I think it was going to be a Konami game before it was originally back when they made games. That's crazy. Back when Konami (laughs) made games. Hey, Konami released the Cowabunga collection recently. (laughs) Um, okay, so Six Days in Fallujah, I would guess not going to be out. So, there's uh, The Outlast Trials, the third Outlast game. Oh, supposed yeah. Supposed to be out this year? That's, that's, that's a very popular first-person horror series that we're looking at right now. This whole segment is like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that game. The yeah. segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, what, uh, that's what we're basically doing. Um, there's still supposed to be a Need for Speed 2022. EA said and has said an earnings call that part of their fiscal year, which they follow the calendar year, they have a Need for Speed that's supposed to be out this year. And there's been all these these leaks with this game. It's apparently called if if the leaks are to be believed, it's called Need for Speed Unbound. The whole map supposedly leaked a bunch of screenshots. It's supposed to be like linked to like urban graffiti culture. So they're gonna they're gonna reveal. And release a Need for Speed somehow in October or November. <laughs> I mean, which makes you think that you know, you know maybe this is like a budget game, but apparently it's primarily developed by Criterion. But I oh, think dang. Criterion was pulled in to help with Battlefield Battlefield 2042 mm-hmm. when that game was going through a bunch of problems. Mm-hmm. So I think I think maybe that's what the holdup with Need for Speed is. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, like a Criterion made you know open world racing game like all right <laughs> like I mean, that sounds yeah. that sounds great yeah so ea doesn't have the biggest uh fall plan schedule either no because they don't have anything else planned right now although they did just announce what wild hearts for february yeah fifa yeah. is out whatever it's called now yeah it's a different name right uh this is the last year that it's um oh no i saw that yeah it is fifa still yeah yeah 
next year um, it's called like soccer balls for fun, for everybody <laughs> soccer balls 24 <laughs> um <laughs> yeah ea it'll be interesting i feel like they have quite a bit coming out next year though i mean they've got dead space right dead space. Like that's gonna be their first big thing so hopefully hopefully they hit the ground running in 2023 hopefully the worst company in the world <laughs> well yeah according to some polls um who, who remembers a game reveal that Sony's state of play last October called Little Devil Inside. Oh, yeah. yeah. It looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be out this year. Action adventure game, uh, but with all sorts of different camera perspectives. And I think you're like, you're, you're just sort of out there exploring. Kind of, you're basically a witcher. You're exploring supernatural phenomena and trying to find what's going on with these monsters. A witcher, like any game where you fight. I'm going to start calling any game where you fight monsters a witcher, like. Mm-hmm. I call Monster them Hunter Slayers. Yeah, Monster <laughs> Monster Hunter's a witch right? Yeah, so is um, so is Elden Ring. Um, that game looks really cool. I don't know what the uh, status of that one is. Then there's some smaller ones. The they're supposed to be ports, Nintendo Switch ports of the. Uh, remember, Lara well, hold Croft on, Damon. I just want to point out something here. Okay, from what I understand, Monster Hunter, you just go out and hunt monsters because you want their parts, not because like a town is being terrorized. But well, no, but there's a thin, there's like a yeah. very thin like you know beasts are causing like earthquakes and calamities and stuff around the yeah. world, and we have to bring them back. It's basically it's, that sounds it's this, like you know there's an there's a lion attack every two hundred years. We we got to hunt them. To death. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not it's not quite like a shadow of the Colossus where it's just like you're just you know wantonly okay. destroying these. I guess that is the polar end, right? It's like it's, yeah. you're. you're you're definitely the bad guy in that game well it's also like conservation like bringing balance back to like a similar similar argument that hunters use in real life now of like there's just too many deer which is true Mm -hmm. can you ever talk to the monsters in monster hunter and be be like cut it out they're like why (laughs) no no no. i don't think monster talker sentient monster talker is a good game genre yeah you need to encourage more of yeah monster dating we need talker likes. I'm sure those games exist. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, from the glory days of Xbox Live Arcade, Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light and Lara Croft mm-hmm. and the Temple of Osiris. Oh, yeah. They're, they're very good. I, very cool isometric puzzle games starring Lara okay. Croft. Uh, those ports are expected to come to Nintendo Switch this year. Those, were, those games are great. Yeah, those are, they are great. Um, I mean, did you review them? I think I did Guardian of Light. I don't remember. I can't remember if I did Temple of Osiris. I There's no way to know. Did. I have a memory of that. <laughs> Do you remember the Go games? Those are also good. Yeah. And I think the, those are available on console now, too. Mm. Sam, gimmick with, with an exclamation mark. That's right. Well, was that part of the Sunsoft Direct? Yeah, it's still supposed to, it's supposed to be out this year. There are some other cool ones in that no Sunsoft release. Direct, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a crazy time. If that anybody cares about NES games and Sunsoft, you should watch <clears> the Sunsoft re- Returns uh, like I was like 20 minutes long stream. Yeah. 15, 20 minutes. Maybe gimmick is an unreleased in the United States. Well, it's technically released now because it came out on the shop or whatever. Um, Virtual really console. good. Yeah. Really good. NES game that, uh, you know, it's always worth yeah, returning to and tra- checking out. It, it, it's, it, it always reminds me of Kirby's adventure. So. Well, but Kirby's adventure is a total bummer compared to this game. Oh, wow. <laughs> this game has like puzzle solving and you can die in it as you just saw. And when you die, you die like Mega Man. Yeah, it vaguely looks like Mega Man. It's, it's more puzzle solving. Well, he jumps. Gimmick jumps just like Mega Man, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I never really caught that. Yeah, and the the legs sort of being like he can't you know, he can't jump with his mouth closed. And that no. and that waterfall <laughs> is total Mega Man too. No, or Mega Man two or Mega Man also. Mega <laughs> Man also, but it's it is from Mega Man two. It's specifically from uh, uh, Bubble Man's level, the beginning of it, which has great music. Anyway, gimmick still supposed to be out this year. Uh, revealed at a Nintendo Direct earlier this year, Front Mission First remake. Oh yeah, supposed to be out this year. Uh, Front Mission is Square Enix's uh, turn-based strategy, ter- yeah, mech game series. And then the Nintendo Store says November for Front Mission mm-hmm. remake. So okay, Let's see if that actually makes it out. November is also when uh, what ta- Tactics Ogre remake is also supposed to be out. Could be a good time for turn-based strategies. And then finally, two interesting Atari games from whatever Atari is today. There's Atari Mania. Sam, are you familiar with this one? Because this is Atari Where, basically. 
It's basically a WarioWare like that's like 150 Ooh. mini games that are based on classic Atari games. That's a fun idea. I don't know how I haven't heard of this. This, this sounds. Is that kind of like how NES Remix was? Kind of like that, yeah. I miss yeah. any opportunity I get on this show to talk about how a how awesome NES Remix One and Two were, and b how sad I am that like you know they came and were super rad, and then that was that was it. Like it's so perfect for it's the like, Switch. And it's like, like the last just, bastion of yeah, yeah. There's so much more you could do with it. Do SNES Remix. You know, or yeah. there's, there's there's more NES games to do. It's crazy. Yeah, just put it on the Switch. <laughs> the Nintendo 64 <laughs> Remix would be so fun and silly. Yeah. Do yeah. sizes of those games, but yeah, I guess adding the complexity of those systems makes those all difficult. But Atari games remixing those seems like it'd be pretty, yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, that's a great. Those idea. games are not that fun for me to play. I, I actually know people that, that I, I usually say Atari games. There's a few that like you know I'd recommend trying this out you know archaeologically, but like a lot of people, but I do know people now who are like I love playing this game and this game and this game on Atari still. Some hey more yeah. power to them. I, I think I feel like Atari. I mean, arcade games hold up wonderfully in a lot of cases. I just don't think Atari games do. Yeah, I agree. I think NES is the sweet spot of like games that are old enough that are still enjoyable, whereas Atari games just feel incomprehensible to me. Yeah, that's and, why and I arcade like- games have the uh, additional, you know, uh, input situation. Like I'm right next to an Atari Star Wars right now, and like the controller is like crazy cool, and it. it's like a Yolk cockpit that like rotates in in two different axes, and like you know, that, that adds a lot. And the, the Atari joystick specifically sucks. It's just terrible. It's just just because it doesn't center itself, right? Well, you have to really wrench it. You have to hold it with one hand just to brace it, right? So they actually would sell, you know, these kits to, like, put your stupid stick into so you can actually use, like, an arcade (laughs) stick because it's not like that. It's like you have to, like, you sacrifice an entire hand bracing it, and then you have the button right there conveniently with that other hand, but you just can't do much with it. Yeah. Well, that's why... Doing an Atari remix or WarioWare style seems like it could be really Sounds cool. Sounds great. Yeah. Then there's another one. And and this one is called Atari 50. And it comes from our friends at Digital Eclipse. Yeah. Yay. It says hmm. an interactive journey through 50 years of video games, including hmm. specially curated a specially curated list of more than a hundred playable classics and six entirely new titles from oh the award-winning God. team at Digital Eclipse. Dude, that's awesome. Sounds that's so like, cool. And that's that like, that's the awesome. exact, like, I'm not that interested in Atari games, but like, this is the kind of package that's, I'm like, yeah. this is, this is the way to release these games yeah. in 2022. Yeah. yeah. You say 150 games? 50 games. More than a hundred playable classics. 50, it's 50 years of Atari. 50, 50 okay. years. More than a hundred games though. That is a collection record. Yeah. Man, that's a lot. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. when you say f- it, it's 50 years because yeah. uh, immediately my thought was like, there's no way that Atari made games 50 years ago. Then I'm like, 1972. No, that I guess that like, yeah. lines up. That's crazy. Well, 72 is pretty early, though. Well, that's Still, Pong. Yeah. Well, so, Pong. I'm also two feet Pong. away from a 1972 Pong machine right now. And uh, yeah, that's that came out, I believe, in the fall of, of 72. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it would take them, what, five years to release the atari vc basically what i'm saying is my garage has a bunch of extra arcade machines in it right now that i need to move <laughs> cool we um damon confession that was the end of that segment right yep, yep that's the end i um Over. this this morning what time is it so this morning five hours ago i got a covid vaccine and i'm i can feel i'm rapidly declining in real time oh, wow. <laughs> like five hours five hours seems fast like i started the show feeling fine and now i'm like well i think i think after this i'm gonna go lay down <laughs> yeah, that bivalent, it's getting so you up. have to give us 30 questions no i'm 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 fine i just like i can feel it happening it's in my blood <laughs> yeah just it's weird um my COVID, my reaction to the COVID vaccines were never severe, but they were they were all the same from my two vaccines and my booster. Like twelve hours after, uh, I would I would like feel have have the chills and feel achy. And what's weird is that what I got COVID a month, a little bit more than a month ago, and I felt the exact same way as I did with the vaccine. <laughs> I got the chills and I was a little achy. It's just it's wow. crazy. Yeah, how that all works. It's a real That's trip cool. of like you can feel yourself getting sick, and like normally it's like okay, like I'm getting sick. Okay, I'm gonna be sick for the next two days, but then it just it's immediately an upswing, right? It's just like this little dip and then back up. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get you to your rest time. We're also running <laughs> a little bit late, so just real fast. PlayStation Plus games for October have been announced. They include Hot Wheels Unleashed, Super Hot, and Injustice Two. 
Not a bad lineup. I'm excited for uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed. I didn't give that game a nine last yeah, year. We loved it. <clears throat> and my three-year-old has just recently become interested in Hot Wheels when he sees them Ooh. at Target. So yeah. I think this will be fun for us to mess around <clears throat> with together. Yeah. Damon, you're about to go through an arc of like, that's very fun for a while. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, Hot Wheels. Yeah. But then right very now, quickly yeah. becomes like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. no, you're not getting another Hot Wheel. And he throws himself on the floor and yeah, good yeah. fun fun times ahead. Yeah, right now he's not. Yeah, he hasn't like been throwing any yeah. fits because he can't get one right then. Yeah, you gotta be you're gonna, you're gonna be mean dad soon. Yeah, well, yeah. Injustice Two is a good game, but I kind of wish it was like Hot Shots Golf or something, so it could have been the Hot Trifecta. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say there's Hot in Hot Wheels and Super Hot, but yeah, Injustice mm-hmm. Two. I know people love Injustice like Two, it. and then Super Hot. I don't know what else there is to say about that one at this point. It's an amazing game. But like, what's the Venn diagram of people who are interested in playing Superhot but haven't played it yet? Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know. It's just been VR out was the real cool twist on that. Yeah, one. VR was great. I, I didn't ever play. I've had Superhot two. Uh, it's on Game Pass. I've had it downloaded for like two years and never played it. Did you play it? Which one? Superhot. Was it called Control Alt Delete the sequel? Superhot yeah, two. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a full sequel or as much like an expansion. But yeah, I downloaded that and played through that too. Mm. It's, it's more, more super hot. Cool. It's great. I still think, yeah, super, the original super hot, it has a very, very cool story. And then uh, the game I alluded to, an, uh, an old, old, old arcade game that's getting a sequel. It's getting its sixth sequel. Sam, any guess? It's coming this winter. Elevator action. Uh, Bubble bobble. Nope. Magical drop. Ah. Magical drop six was just announced for this winter. Here it you is. have a magical drop arcade. Uh, machine in our office technically it's just a neo geo one slot but it's been yeah. there forever yeah yeah uh you know it's it's a it's a match three falling balloon game with with what's cool it's got really giant cute anime characters by in mm. sort of behind mm. in the background that are these are not practical outfits no um no. It, uh <clears throat> bubble bobble is getting a sequel though is it there's another yeah, bubble bobble also like, bubble bobble with friends, or bubble <laughs> bobble with friends or like that. i feel like that's already out maybe that sounds familiar. maybe it was announced like not that long ago, though. Magical Drop has always been overshadowed by Bust a Move, but they're very different vibes and they're good in yeah. different ways. Yeah. Magical Drop is more of a, a hardcore puzzle game. Where yeah. like, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I think that's true. And that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion mm-hmm. this week comes from Mark Andre from Montreal, Canada, who says, I would have only said Mark, but I'm curious as to how you'll say it on video. So I don't know what's, maybe it's Andre. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the friends if he's in uh, Montreal. Anyway, he says, I honestly just wanted to tell you guys that you would do a terrific job on GameScoop. I've been enjoying listening to your conversations on gaming every Friday while programming websites and fixing bugs. What'd you call it, Sam? Uh, coming up with, like loopholes all the way down yeah hacks all the way down yeah uh he says thank you for your time and i hope that you'll continue your good work for many years to come well here's hoping mark andre and with that let the questioning begin should we start with a hack (laughs) did this game come out in the 80s or 90s no maybe i should have said 70s 80s or 90s it's probably not 70s Space Invaders or Bust. Um, yeah. What oh, oh, uh, is? Did this game come out on a, a compact disc format? No. Well, is this game well, that a console exclusive? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wait. Hold on. So it didn't come out on a compact disc based system. I would. Oh, not, well, like, uh, he said well, format. He, well, okay, me, yeah, my mistake. But I would also count any optical media in that umbrella by the way i don't know if we want to split hairs on like yeah. if blu-ray discs count as compact discs no no um, yeah that that's what i that's that's what the question usually but is. it's not an 80s or 90s game but did not come out on a cd yeah so downloadable mm. only is yeah or ds game? switch yeah or cartridge right so is this an indie game mm, no i don't well <laughs> no i don't think so is no. this a Japanese developed game? No. Okay, okay, okay. Um, did this game come out on a handheld co- console first? No, that's five. So Wait. not Switch. 
So you're right. So it's got to be and it, not Game Boy, not DS. So if it didn't come out in the 80s or 90s, didn't come out on a CD and is not handheld, that means it has to be just downloadable only, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Did this come out on the last gen series of consoles? Yes. Okay. So we're doing a PS4 downloadable only type games. Is this a platform exclusive? No. That's going to make it hard. Yeah. And wait, what was the Jap that was not made in Japan? Not made in Japan. Is that it? Yeah, not made yeah. in Japan. <sighs> oh boy. Should we try to get like a genre? Maybe is this a platformer? It could be um so it could be like, you know, like Fortnite or like something battle royale. True. Like it doesn't need to be a small Very game. Very true. That'd be a cool one. Mm. Is it indie? Yeah, we already we just we asked that and Damon waffled and then said no. no, no. I'm saying it's Fortnite. Well, I think no, that's why. No, definitely that's, not. That's, but that's but like that's a but clue. Kind right? of like, but look, like, what does indie mean, right? Of like, is it an attitude and a spirit, or are we following the letter of the law? Because like, Epic is not like indie means anything that's not Nintendo, PlayStation. You know, I don't know what indie means, right? Like, nobody does. What does that mean? Insomniac was indie until yeah, recently. No, that's true. Because it's it should mean it doesn't have like a proper publisher, but like most indie games have a publisher. So was this game like really like big and popular? Yes, I think it's probably Fortnite. Is this a, a shooty game? No. Oh. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So um, Minecraft, what Rocket League, mm. Rocket League. Ooh, Rocket League's good. Does this does this game have a creator aspect to it? Like no, create stuff in the game. No, that's Ted. I like so that no. question though, because that eliminates all like any kind yeah. of like Terraria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe not. This is interesting. Did we already? Have, is this game? Wait, so it's not shooty. Is this game? Um, does this game prominently feature multiplayer? <laughs> Um, I, I, hmm. Pro- define prominently. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like Rocket League would be a complete bummer to play without multiplayer. Correct. You want to ask if I don't know. This like, game is, is a, a people. <laughs> you want to ask if this game would be maybe, a complete bummer to play without multiplayer? Yes. Maybe. Maybe if it's primarily a multiplayer game, would that be a better way sure. to go about it? Sure. Is this primarily a multiplayer game? I can't answer that. Oh, I can answer man. Sam's question. <laughs> would this what be a bummer it? to play w- okay. when you're not playing multiplayer? Yeah. Would this game be a bummer to play if not in multiplayer? No. So okay. Perfectly fine single player experience. I feel like I'm really lost. So, um, so yeah. it's came out last gen. It's a downloadable only. Um, it's not a shooter. It's fine to play single player. It used it, Damon said it was massively popular, like very, you know, very popular and well known. Like Civ Six. That that definitely got a home release, and not like years later, or whatever. I, mean, I guess I shouldn't say definitely, but I, I you know, I think so. Um, not not made in Japan. These big old popular games that, you know, could be downloadable only and kind of indie games. I'm weirded out by like what would have like, I guess I'm too hung up on the popular question because like now I'm only thinking about like a lot of the multiplayer experiences from last gen. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like the Rocket League sport. Sports game. Maybe none of those would be primarily download only, though, I don't think. I mean, this might be getting too into the weeds, but like VR, a lot of VR games would kind of fall under this sort of purview, I think. Yeah, maybe like a Half-Life Alex, although that doesn't have multiplayer. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, if Damon was really feeling mean, I think when you buy like Halo Infinite and games like that, the bo- the box is just empty. There is no disc. <laughs> or like, or sometimes the disc doesn't think, have the game on it. Doing. Yeah. Uh, does this game have 3D gra- graphics? Yes. He said confidently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> confidently. 
Okay. Should we just try to get a genre like sci-fi or something like that? Was the 3D graphics thing a clue? (laughs) Is this a sci-fi or or fantasy game? Yes. Okay, that helps. Is this a sci-fi game? You want to ask sci-fi? Yeah, just to make sure. No, it is not a sci-fi. It's a fantasy game. Oh, okay. Okay. There we go. Is it ESO? Last gen fantasy Um, game. ESO might be two generations old. Yeah, but it is helpful to know. I mean, if it's an MMO in general, like maybe I think we just had Final Fantasy fourteen a few weeks ago, or Elder Scrolls, or something mm-hmm. like that. Should we ask if it's an MMO? Yeah, is this an MMO RPG? No, M- oh. no, no, that's fifteen. But it is a fantasy okay. game. Pretty interesting. Okay. Fantasy what game. fantasy games even have multiplayer components that would even exist? Hmm. Dark Soulsy games. Yeah, but then he wouldn't be able to answer that question, right? Because it's fine to play alone, but like multiplayer isn't a focus. But most people play with multiplayer. It's probably a a Souls like. Yeah, but those all those those games were disc based when they were launched. Do you think there could be a smaller one? I don't think so. This is the problem I'm having as well. Is that is that it's downloadable? That makes me think. Did we ask if it was a platform exclusive? We did, yeah. and it's not. Blah. And I was thinking. My mind. I was went like, to Child of Light for a second. Um, yeah, we go there sometimes. Which is it's fantasy. It's downloadable, and it's questionable. It's just it's no, indie, but it's technically Ubisoft. There's just no multiplayer component. So, like, I feel like we would have eliminated. Yeah, that's true. That. Yeah, fantasy multiplayer. <clears throat> that makes that makes us really tough. There's not that many fantasy multiplayer games, especially when you remove MMOs. Yeah. MMOs. <clears throat> I mean, we don't know genre, right? So it's like, I, I don't know, is it a platformer? Is it like, we really just don't know. Should we just ask if it's a type of RPG? I think that's fair. Yeah, is this a type of RPG? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, okay. You know, an RPG or an action RPG, Dragon Age type stuff. What about Monster Hunter? None of them are downloadable. Japan. And it's made in Japan. But if it's a Monster Hunter like that was made in the US, that's down like um or what about like Temtem? Dragon's Dogma, I assume, was disc at first, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Temtem's interesting. Hmm. Uh or like very interesting. You know, like one of those games like well what's like Black Black Myth Wukong? Is that like a that's a clear MMO? That's not an MMO. But it's also not released. Oh really? I thought it's been out in other countries for a while. I don't think so, is it? Nobody anyway. Nobody knows. <sighs> Have um, you mentioned this game series yet? Have you mentioned the game series yet? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Well, now we know we have been barking up the wrong trees. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely missing something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some major component. But it's it's definitely 3D. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Damon said it was definitely. He knows it for sure. That's what the man said. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what other type of game this could even be. It doesn't even make sense. Um, it could be like a, it, all I can think of is like, it's a strategy RPG or an action RPG that we're not thinking of. Um, oh yeah. And if we know it's some kind of RPG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so claimed. strategy RPG is interesting. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what like RTS games they're still making, but there's like, okay. So there's like Dota and league of legends. Yeah. Those are good ones. And, you know, other MOBAs. But do MOBAs count as RPGs? And you would not probably want to play one single player. I don't think you clearly even could. I mean, I think think they probably have bots, but, like, what's the point? Yeah, it's true. But he said it wouldn't be terrible if you played a single player. It wouldn't Mm -hmm. be a bummer. Yeah, it wouldn't be a bummer. (laughs) I don't know. I know where to go with this. I think we have all the clues we need. I just don't think we know the game. Ah, it's so... How should we narrow it down? The game. Should we ask if it's part of a series? Yeah, sure. Is this game part of a series? No. It's a one-off. 
one-off downloadable RPG. What are, what are other games that have like like games as a service? It's like they like Destiny. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I know that's not Destiny because it's a shooter, but like games like that. Oh, what about uh, the Sword game that Ubisoft makes? Sword Art Online? No, 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 no. For For Honor. Oh, that's not an RPG, though, is it? Kind of. I mean, it's got numbers. Everything's an RPG these days. It's true. It's a fantasy game. Uh, that's a good guess. Is it? I don't remember where that game was made. Not Japan. Which game? For Honor. For Honor. It's Ubisoft, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but I don't know what studio. I don't. I was gonna ask oh. if it would be helpful to know, like narrow it down between the United States or Europe. Mm-hmm. Are there other sword clash games like that? Like Nidhogg type stuff? Man, you remember that like, oh, week about, we were all obsessed with Nidhogg? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, that was like, uh, that was like uh, Trombone Champ, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> isn't there like a Vampire Survivors or something that was like, but before that, uh, what's it called? Blade? Naraka Blade Point? What about that? Man, I don't know. I'm lost. <sighs> Let's see. Um, How many? We still have several questions left. You have one question and a guess. Oh, oops. <laughs> could, it, could it be a licensed game? No, um, no, I don't know. I, I don't mind asking if it's Ubisoft and then asking if it's um if it's for okay. honor. Although I, that it, doesn't strike me as like I, where we're probably that's going. That's not with an RPG. This. It wouldn't be a really indie. Don't think it wouldn't RPG. be an indie. Yeah, or an, or an RPG, I guess. Ubisoft's kind RPG of indie. Markets. No, it's not. <laughs> Why not? What is it? One of the biggest publishers around. Well, what does that mean? Independent of what? It's not. An, he wouldn't. I, I highly doubt that Damon would call that. I don't know. I think we need to wrap this one up. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, let's see. Divinity. I guess that had a couple. What about? Because should we ask if it's still a very, very popular game today? It could. Could it be Divinity? Could it be Divinity Two? Did that game have multiplayer in it? Well, but it's it's not part of a franchise. Yeah, so there's two of them. Oh no, you're right. The game. This game is not part of a franchise. Yeah, my bad. What was that? God, there's there was one that I feel like I think it's more popular in... than this stuff. Yeah, probably. Hmm. I just don't know. I give up. What kind of game is Darkest Dungeon? Well, there's also a no. sequel. Not multiplayer. Oh, fuck. Okay. Oop, sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. We could ask one more question as a wild, wild guess. I think, I uh, since we're in guessing territory, I think For Honor is not a bad guess. Hmm. Do you, uh, does this game have, uh, uh, does, it, does it have sword combat? Yes. Okay. I mean, right, go well, for it, Sam. I just don't think it's the right answer, but is this for honor? No, Aww. it's not for honor. You got close. It, well, <laughs> <laughs> this game is one of the biggest games in the world, but it's free to play. It is Genshin Impact. Oh my God. I was kind of thinking about that, but that yeah, we were yeah. starting to get there a little bit where I was trying to think about games as a certain, like I was trying to think about like the destinies of the world, but I couldn't, I couldn't quite get to Genshin. We would have is asked this game developed still in popular. China. Yeah, that's China. China. Yeah. China. Developed See, I and published, think that's what. Yeah, by Mihio. Me so much. Yeah. With the indie game question, I don't. know. It's one of the most expensive games ever made. Yeah, really no, it indie. was indie when it came out. Um, well, no, no, it wasn't because it was owned by Tencent at the dark. Who, who owns it? Not Tencent. I mean, I don't. It's Mihio is the developer and publisher. Yeah, yeah, but they already had an owner back then. That's that's possible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah so we might need to ask if this is a a game developed in Asia from here on out. Instead of Japan, now well, that there's more yeah. and more prominent Chinese developed games and, and yeah, South, South Korean too. and Western RPGs yeah. Yeah. or whatever. It's true. Also, yeah. if, you know it's, okay. if you know it's a very popular game that's download only, probably asking if it's free to play. It's probably a pretty good one. Oh, right. free to not, play. Idea. Accepting notes at this time oh, on our it's <laughs> <laughs> Man. The wound, the wound is too fresh. <laughs> Yeah, I had a pretty, I had a pretty good streak. I think I've only lost like one or two. Yeah, of these now three. Oh, thanks for nothing. Yeah, (laughs) Dustin has an excuse. 
Yeah. My excuse is I've never played this game. Rap- <laughs> rapidly yeah. declining over here. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's let uh, Justin get some rest. Thank you for the suggestion, Mark Andre in Montreal, Canada. Viewers, listeners, if you have your own suggestions for 20 questions, email them to me at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com. And that's all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Justin. Thank you to Alan working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. We're out. Jenny, have you um, ever heard of a vampire slayer? Do you mean the one girl in all the world with the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and forces of darkness? I do. Oh, yeah. I've heard of her. Cool. My name is Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together, we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Never seen Buffy before? We will protect you. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? (laughs) Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. So if you've never watched Buffy or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time, come over and join us. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.